Hey guys, uh, so I've uh, I got a new reveal for you. If you haven't guessed it already, I'm doing a podcast now. Um, that's part of the big reveal, but I, you know that's the obvious part at this point. Um, the economy is getting kind of eh, I don't know, not so great anymore. I'm noticing it. Been noticing it for a while. Sl- things slowing down. And I got to keep the uh, the cash flowing through so that I keep the work progressing on the boat, and of course keep food in the refrigerator and all the rest of the stuff that you guys all know why we have to make money. And so I'm kind of forced to a bit prematurely go ahead with the plan, which has been this entire time I've been keeping it under wraps to put MV Andromeda to work as a floating hostel, as I did with my former SV. Andromeda sailboat listing for several years, as many of you guys already know about, so that's probably not too surprising to you. But the interesting part of it is, um, and maybe a little bit of background on that first. So if you don't know what a floating hostel is, or a hostel I should say, a hostel is a, what do I use the word, what words do I use for this? It's like a, it's like a hotel, it's like a bed and breakfast, it's like a, I don't remember what they call those things, like a lodging house, sort of. It's usually really cheap because you typically have to sleep on bunk beds in a common room with a bunch of other travelers. And the nice thing about that is you get to meet a bunch of people. You know, then usually the people that stay in places like that want to get to know people. So it's an interesting social activity. Um, and on board SV Andromeda for however many years it was I was listing that boat. That would have been, geez, probably 2016 through 2019, I'm guessing, 20? Somewhere in there. Well, I guess, yeah, because uh, 20, because that's when that's when the COVID stuff started, and that was pretty much the end of it for me. Um, <clears throat> but it was such a great time, you know. There was a lot of hardships and struggles along the way also, believe you me. But I've learned from those, and in the new MV Andromeda, I have an opportunity to build my way out of those problems. Because they're not really problems with the customer, it's, it's problems with the system. And like like a, a simple example would be that the cabin that I had in Andromeda, SV Andromeda, um, was you know right across the hallway from the toilet. So people would come down in the middle of the night, you know, it's without fail, two, three o'clock in the morning, I'd hear the creaking steps, which are literally adjoined to my wall. Creak, 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 crack, crack, crack. And usually people would stumble as they go down the stairs because it's kind of sketchy. And then uh, I hear the door open and I hear the door close. And they'd be in there for a little bit and then I'd hear the macerating toilet. They'd play with it, flush with it, whatever. And I'd hear the door open and I'd hear them start to climb up the steps and inevitably fall like every single time somebody slipped and fell and every night every night it was like that um so that's part of the reason why on mv andromeda i don't have macerating toilets i have one left one left in the forward cabin but um it's getting deleted too they're all getting changed over to drop toilets gravity gravity flush toilets so there's no whirring motors there's also nothing to get stuck in the toilet that i then have to tear the thing apart and get shit all over my hands it's disgusting it's disgusting that's not to say that people aren't going to flush stuff down the toilet i know they're still going to um it's going to be a different means of dealing with it though 
But anyway, I digress. There are problems, you know, but I can I can work around that now with the experience that I have. Um, and uh, but the thing that I missed, you know, like to go a little further on that story. So when I got rid of SV Andromeda, and the reason I got rid of it was because it was just it's way too big of a project, and I didn't have the financial means to do it. And it's a steel hull. Like if it was a fiberglass hull, I probably would have kept it. Because it was a steel hull, I couldn't keep up after the electrolysis. And I was burning through zincs left and right. It was like $800 a month to replace zincs. I mean, uh, obviously, that means there's you know electrical issues in the boat. But then there's electrical issues in the boat. There, it was just it was so much money just to maintain the boat, let alone do more and actually fix it. And then by the time you're done fixing something, the thing that you worked on last year also needs repairing again. Now that's true, that's sort of the nature of boats also, but with the steel hull boat, it's a lot, lot more. You ask anybody who was a steel hull, and probably nine out of 10 of them will tell you, don't buy a steel boat. And then the one guy is nuts, so you can't listen to him anyway. But anyhow, that's why I got rid of it. <clears throat> I basically gave the boat away because it was such a big project. I couldn't find anybody who wanted to actually spend the money to buy it. So I parted company with it. And about a year later, uh, in Hurricane Ian, it broke off of its anchor and ended up aground over here. Actually, you might even be able to see it behind me. Where are we at? Yeah, right there. She's right there. I could probably zoom in on it. Hey, let's see. Nope, can't zoom out in this movie. Um, anyway, it's it's been sitting there on the flat since the hurricane, and it is completely filled with water. It's destroyed. It's it'll it's going to be scrapped now. Um, but before it was scrapped, the guy who was taking care of it wasn't taking very good care of it, and um, <clears throat> started taking on water. And I went over there one day to pump it out because there was just nobody around. I didn't want to see it sink in the harbor. I mean, there was like thousands of gallons of water inside the boat. So I had a while to sit around. So I sat on the deck there and, you know, reminisced, thought about all the, the conversations that were had on that back deck around the fire pit, which is one of the unique things about the Andromeda listing was a fire on the boat. And, um, you know, I was really missing it. You know, some of that was rose-colored glasses, no doubt. But um, I was also at that point in my life where I had just completed building my second tiki suite and things were good everything was okay I didn't I didn't even have a boat of my own at the time like I I was living on land you know I uh, didn't have a whole lot to do that's also about the time I, I decided to start working on the truck um, for those of you that know about the yellow truck page on Facebook uh, that ties into this this whole plan a little bit too <clears throat> I was looking for something to do I was kind of bored because uh, the business was working the way I built it to work, which was without me, largely. So sitting on the back deck of SV Andromeda, you know, it really got me to thinking more about where it is I'm going to go next with my business, with my life. What do I want to do? And I decided if I get the opportunity, I want to do something like this again. Uh, but this time, I want to actually record what's happening because of all those amazing thousands of conversations that I've had on that back deck I didn't record a single one of them and they're all I feel like I squandered you know squandered that opportunity I could have shared that with the world it was just 
so many good conversations. Um, and that's what you get. It's, it's, a, it's a mixed bag of people who show up. Um, they're typically pretty cool. You know, that's what people kept asking me. Like, how does this work? How can you make this work? Getting people to sleep outside on the deck. Because again, MV Andromeda had no habitable spaces. In, I'm sorry, SV Andromeda had no habitable spaces on the interior. Uh, except for the cabin that I, I stayed in. Um, and I was like, oh, it's just, it's like camping, you know, and basically it's a camping listing where you sleep outside, but <clears throat> you know, to subject yourself to that sort of an environment, sleeping outside with people you've never met before, takes a certain type of a personality. Um, and they're usually really, really cool people. Um, now granted you do get a lot of people who didn't even read it. They show up and expect that they're going on a cruise ship and they're going to be going out to, to Cuba or something. I don't even know what I've had some of those too. But, um, yeah, so that is, that is the other piece of the grand plan and great reveal, is that we've got this podcast. MV Andromeda is going to pick up where SV Andromeda left off with hosting. We've got the fire pit out on the back, on the front deck now, actually, <clears throat> which is going to be a little tricky, I think, with the wind. I'll find a solution for it if it becomes a big issue, but the back deck of SV Andromeda was nice because... The cockpit had a housing around it, and that acted as a windbreak. Whereas, obviously, on the bow of MV Andromeda, there is no windbreak at all. But I made up having to create one out of some Isinglass or something. I'm not sure. I'll figure that out later, if it becomes an issue at all. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. The nice thing, again, with, with MV Andromeda is I actually do have habitable spaces now. I have very comfortable crew cabins. Not crew cabins. Guest cabins. Um... The master cabin's not finished yet. It's probably not going to get finished until summer, I would I would imagine. Um, the salon is not finished. The forward cabins, they were already finished. There's some things I want to do, like replace the flooring and whatever. But for the most part, they're they're okay. There's nothing wrong with them. They're a little dated, but they're still habitable. They're comfortable. Um, I do have to install the air conditioning unit, though. That's uh, there's there's a little. There's a little list of stuff that's actually a really big list that uh, need to be checked off before I can actually have people in the front of the boat. And there's a relatively small list of stuff that still need to be polished up on the main guest cabin area and a ton of stuff in the salon, which is not a big deal. You know, I'm, I'm straightforward with people in my listings and let them know that it's a work in progress and it's, it's all going to be clean. It's going to be Everything's put away, it's comfortable, it's set up for hosting. It's just, you know, you've got an exposed ceiling. Not a big deal. Um, Price-wise, you know, the, <clears throat> the price point for pretty much anything here in Key West, you're going to spend $250, $250 a night. Um, for Andromeda, the pricing is $99 a person, which includes your transportation back and forth to shore uh, through a little discount perk with the water shuttle there and um that's a pretty good price point you know you can't you can't really beat that i mean just to go out on a sunset cruise is about 75 dollars per person and then you still got to figure out where you're going to sleep so price wise the timing is correct because as i said about the economy i think things are really slowing down for us um, and people are going to be more conscientious about the way they spend their money and i think this is going to be a good a good and interesting alternative for a lot of people. So the boat, the reason I got 
MV Andromeda at all was because it's over 100 gross tons. It's 102 tons, actually. And the good thing about that is that I can have it running as a charter boat, which is what this is. It's a traditional charter. Um, I can have it as a charter boat for up to 12 paying passengers without having to be an inspected vessel, which is stuff with the Coast Guard, which requires them to you know, do a, a thorough examination of a vessel if it's going to be carrying more than six paying passengers. If it's the vessel is over 100 ton, that bumps up to 12. And that's good because getting a vessel inspected is a lot of effort and money. And then you have to have, like there's a, there's a litany of regulations that go along with that as well. So that's why I went ahead and did this because even at, you know, 100 bucks a person a night at, at an average cost, you know, if, if I can get filled up, filled up on that, that's a pretty good nightly rate, you know. <clears throat> so, um, and that's about what this boat needs to make anyway, just to maintain its expenses. So uh, I don't expect that I'll get 12 often, you know. With uh, with the other listing, it was usually about five or six people. That's usually what I had on board every night. Um, and that was fine. It's no big deal. If I get that many here, that's still, pro uh, that's still a good thing because I've also discovered through that process that an intimate gathering of people is six people and less. That's when, when people feel like they're talking to each other rather than talking it within a larger group. Uh, and I noticed it because when I would you know, give everybody my spiel when they got on board, if it was six or less, I would talk to them like I'm talking to you, like look them right in the eye and talk directly to each person. But at some point, it was more like I was addressing a crowd and that was it. It was about seven people or more. It was a crowd, and I behaved differently. They behaved differently. I don't, I don't like crowds as much as I like those intimate connections. So, um, yeah, anyhow. Back to the yellow truck. Uh, as many of you guys know about it, I finished restoring it. Quote, unquote, finished it. It's not quite finished, but it's basically finished. Finished restoring it this summer. Drove the truck out west. Went out to Burning Man did the whole Burning Man experience, which this year was apparently very weird compared to other years with all the rain and mud and everything that really screwed things up. Um, but <clears throat> part of my reasoning for going out there was actually not to go to Burning Man at all. That just kind of happened in the timing of it all. But it was to go out there to discover how else I can do what I'm essentially doing on Andromeda, but in in... A, a, a land-based setting. Um, I, there still needs to be some more research in there. I think I figured out an opportunity, but I've got to I've got to get the MV Andromeda going first. Then we'll deal with the other. So, the yellow truck is also going to be a player in this, I believe. Maybe somewhat of a travel travel element. You know, just going around, checking stuff out, meeting people along the way. You know, just a constant gimmick almost of, of the channel itself. This is MV Andromeda and, you know, for the, for the podcast. And what I'd like to do is create a sub-channel of that, which is MV Andromeda Shore Leave. And then at that point, I can, I'm free to go anywhere in the world. I can do anything anywhere. It doesn't matter if it's on the water. And I like that because it's really not, I mean, while the boat is definitely the substrate of the channel, it's 
not everything that you know the, the majority of it the meat and potatoes of it are the people the conversations the human connection that is the piece of this that you can't do without you can do without the boat and it's probably going to be a, a nice breath of fresh air to be able to do it do the same thing but in a different setting so um that's that's the plan with this i uh <clears throat> i gotta get a bunch of camera equipment audio equipment right now i'm just using my cell phone which is better than nothing i've got wireless lapels on on the uh on order they should be here this week i got a video camera coming too <clears throat> tripod and all that stuff this is going to be a bit of a learning curve for me admittedly and that's part of the fun i guess of the you know the first season you know see how it goes try it out uh, let's see what else that's pretty much it you know um, when I got into town yesterday I was up in Pennsylvania flew in yesterday uh, first thing I did was put my inflatable boat in the water because I had it stored up on the top deck of Andromeda and I broke the crane davit because I was being stupid and didn't pay attention till it was too late that I had the boom extended too far and I'm not I'm not exactly sure what happened but it just dropped like all the pressure ran out of the cylinder the boom cylinder and the arm dropped and it bent the top of the davit like in the interior of it and it did something else to the to the motor itself I don't I don't know what happened I took the whole thing apart which sucks because I just had it taken apart and I hated it tore it all apart checked every every component that I could it came down to the actual motor itself the electric motor itself disassembled it from the hydraulic pump and just pulled it all apart looked at everything everything looked okay I put it all back together and it worked so I don't know I don't know what I don't know what it was but I got to actually finish putting it back together today so I lost several hours of time yesterday just messing around with that and of course you know when it when the boom failed it had my boat on it so so it's suspended six feet off of the water this whatever it is 1300 pound boat just hanging there beside the boat beside Andromeda I had to get the chain chain hoist and, and do all that I, w I thought about trying to start doing my um, my recording because I want to add in stuff like that I don't want it just to be a talk show podcast I'd like it to also be about the story of Andromeda you know as a sort of a filler piece almost because there's not a lot sometimes there's more than others but it's part of the lifestyle of being on the boat you know my listing name is crew the boat because it's supposed to make you feel like you are you're living this lifestyle somehow you're not just a tourist you're a part of the whole operation I mean nobody's actually crewing the boat it's not like that but I sort of want it to to, to feel that way you know like you're, you're a part of these operations but uh, in the end, I had to get that thing down, and I was a little bit nervous. Hopefully at some point, uh, maybe I'll get a first mate on board who I can have do that kind of stuff. But also, I always just handle the situations. My focus can't really be split between dealing with a potentially dangerous situation like that and running a video camera. However, that being said, I often hide behind that as an excuse to not bother with doing the video camera <clears throat> and I have to do better with that so anyway yeah that's uh, that's what's been going on here doing some work over at the Tiki's today 
And what else? What else? Kind of taking stock of what needs to be done here. The weather's supposed to pick up tomorrow. And then it's going to blow, be kind of nasty for the next few days. Which means I'll be inside working on stuff. Things are tore apart. And I have stuff all over. I, I got to sort and organize and put stuff places. Um, there's a lot I have to do. Actually, I just remembered. I got to go get my trailer out of storage. And I'm moving locations with that. So I got to go do that here shortly as well. So anyway, guys, that's that's the story. That's the great reveal that I probably didn't do a great job of revealing. <laughs> but stay tuned for more. Hopefully these shows get better. Um, I'm shooting for a, a time of about, you know, well, once we get the conversations and stuff going, it's probably going to be two to three hour conversations. Of course, it's going to depend on how much conversation, all kinds of stuff, weather, whatever. But... Uh, you know, if these are just regular, almost video logs, I'm not, they're not really podcasts if I'm just taking you around and showing you what I'm doing. But those kind of shows would probably be about half hour, I would say. Similar to what shows have been back uh, when I was just doing them on Facebook alone, which is the other thing. So now you'll find that these video podcasts are available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple uh, let's see, iHeartRadio has it now, and also at the YouTube channel. I'll be putting these up on the YouTube channel. And I'll be making reels. I got the Instagram page set up, the TikTok account set up. And, you know, again, <clears throat> that's kind of the, the part of the grand reveal that means less to you and is more important to me <clears throat> as being the one in charge of figuring out how to finance this whole operation. The podcast is fun and cool and interesting, but it also drives business back to the boat, which is critical. Uh, it's my advertising mechanism. Absolutely. So, oh, that being said, remind me, uh, for those of you that don't mind helping out, visit my uh, Airbnb listing pages. You'll find a link there on the, let's see, it'll be, I guess, in the about section of the Facebook page. Instagram, I have a link there for an Airbnb page. That'll take you to my profile. And then from there, click on my links that show there uh, what listings I have and save them. If you save those listings to your, what do they call it? It's like a wish list or something like that. That helps bump me up in the ranking for displayed views on the search results which will help out a lot because I had to restart my whole account from zero because the old Andromeda listing ended up being taken over by the Tiki Suites business and it turned into a corporate account and doesn't even have my name anymore. So I had to start up my own new account just for me and for the boat, which sucks, but it is what it is. So anyway, if you can do that, that's cool. That would help me out a lot. Also, I'm going to uh, start doing a comment thing here for the listeners. Not exactly sure how it works, but basically, you type in a comment. You type in your comment down there, things you want to talk about, questions that you have, and that's going to become part of each se sequential um, podcast. I mean, as, as, as long as it can stay small. 
if it ends up turning into hundreds of comments wanting answers to stuff, there's absolutely no way I can do that. But for at least now, we can do, definitely do that. So make sure you comment in there, say hi, do whatever, and we'll have a section that we go through and we go through the comments. So I'm looking forward to this, um, structuring it out, seeing what works, what doesn't, and having fun with it. That's the name of the game. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to get running here. I've got to process this video, which is going to take me some time, and i still got to put the davit back together because it's in pieces up, up on the top deck. And then go move my trailer, like I said. Lots to do yet tonight. So thanks for cha uh, tuning in here with this first, very first podcast episode. And to all the followers who have been diligently staying with me and Captain Stroker, when Captain Stroker was a, a fixture of this show all the time, uh, thank you. Thank you for, for your support and everything. And I look forward to hanging out with you guys in a new capacity as time progresses. Take care, everyone.